0: you are listening to the bridge community church podcast out of warrenton virginia our church exists to connect you to god others and the marketplace for more information you can visit us online at bridge the number four life.com thank you for listening and we hope you are blessed by today's message And last Sunday I began, it's just a two-week series talking about Focus to Thrive, and we've had a number of people join our church this last year. We wanted to let you know a little bit more about our mission statement, which you see even as signs as you leave, connecting people to God, one another, and the marketplace. So I spoke last week, connecting God, connecting to the marketplace, and Pastor Lisa's going to talk about connecting to one another because she's the Connection Pastor, and that's exactly what she does. Many of you know she does an outstanding job. And So would you give a great welcome to Pastor Lisa as she shares today? Would you do that? Amen. Amen. So t- today, as I continue the series on Focus to Thrive, please stand with me as we re- read the Word. And the first scripture that we will be reading is from Habakkuk 2.2. Please read this with me. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Hebrews 10:24 through 25 And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And 1 John 2, 6 Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you for this opportunity to share about your heart. Your heart. And so I just ask for the anointing of the Lord to be on my words as it's shared. May may healing take place today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're welcome to be seated. As Pastor Greg mentioned, our mission statement is connect you to God, connect you to one another, and connect you to the marketplace. So I get to talk to you about connecting to one another. I absolutely love the connection group ministry. I even after the first service someone said to me he said, "Wow, you're real passionate about that." And I am i love the connection group ministry and the reason being is because i get to do it i don't have to i get to do the connection group ministry you see i have lived this out i know what it's like to be alone i know what it's like to have no friends and it is not fun and it's difficult i know what it's like to be isolated And it's very difficult to be able to do that and to make yourself step out and join a group. I get it. Um, When we lived in Indiana for our whole life and then we moved to Florida. When we moved to Florida, I didn't know anybody. Pastor Greg was traveling quite a bit and I was left alone at home with a dog. And And that was it. I did not know anybody. And so we, it was a very lonely time. I've never been anything, through anything like that before. And yes, we were involved in a church, but you know what? I'd go into that church and I'd leave crying because I didn't know anybody in the church. Now, when Pastor Greg was there, it was great, right? But when he was gone on a trip, I was all by myself. And I had to make, I had to make myself go to church. I had to make myself, and like I said, I ran out many times crying because I had no friends, and it was very difficult. It was a very growing time for me, but I did not know the worst time of my life was my training. Let me say that again. The worst time of my life was my training time, because at that time in Florida, we never heard about the Bridge Community Church in Wharton. We, were, we didn't know anything about this church. We weren't planning on coming here. I've never been the connection group pastor. i would never been on staff before. But it was my training ground. And God used that time for me to understand how it feels. How it feels to be alone. How it feels to not have any friends. That's why I'm passionate about getting you connected in a connection group. I don't want to see anybody not in a connection group. I want everybody to join a small group. And if you're new to the bridge, we call our small groups connection groups because it's a great way to get connected. See, the goal of a follower of Christ should be to become more like him. That's our goal, right? As Christians, don't we want to be more like Jesus? And that's our goal. So my question to you, I have two questions for you. If your goal is to be more like Christ, then how are you going to get there? And what's your plan? What's your plan? If you want to be more like Christ, what's the plan? Which leads me to why connection groups. So I'm going to tell you why you need to be involved in a connection group. Because it's because connection groups play a major role in developing a pathway for spiritual growth. Connection groups are how we do discipleship at the bridge. God's called us to be disciples. Well, this is how we do that, was through connection groups. So I understand. We had the Connection Group Parade and Fair last Sunday and this Sunday. There are over 50 connection groups. So I understand it can be overwhelming for those who are new, because you've told me that before. It's so overwhelming to see all those groups, because you've never seen anything like it before. And so it's overwhelming. That's why we break all the connection groups down into six different categories. We have learning groups, and that's anything from a Bible study or, or some type of learning that you might want to take or learn about. We have fellowship groups. They have fun, they play games, and they eat a lot. These are great groups to be in. And then we have serving groups, which is like the usher team, the greeter ministry, the cafe ministry, and there are other serving groups as well. We have community outreach groups. And this is where some of you participated even. You may not even have known that, but one of our community outreaches is to provide Christmas gifts for those maybe who are not able to have Christmas. And then in the fall, we'll start for the backpack ministry for for kids. That's from Community Connections. We also have bridge ministries such as the women's ministry and the men's ministry, and also bridge kids ministry. How many want to know how to learn scripture and how to learn the Bible better? How many? Pastor Danielle, turn around and look. Because, do you know where I learned scripture? When I taught in the children's ministry. That's where I learned scripture. It's amazing, because you're teaching it. And you've got these little kids looking at you, and they're memorizing. It helps you to memorize, too. You will learn a lot of scripture if you teach in the bridge kids in the children's ministry. Did you get the names? Okay. <laughs> And also we have hope and prayer groups. This is where these groups provide hope. Celebrate Recovery is one of those groups. Now, Celebrate Recovery is just not for those who are suffering from addictions. It also, if you're struggling with anger issues, self-harm, any type of, of pain in your life that has caused you to fall away from the Lord or has caused you so much pain that you don't know how to get through it. And you need help if you've been through a divorce. If you have eating disorders, Celebrate Recovery, that's what it's for. If, you, if you're struggling through anxiety, Celebrate Recovery will help you. And then the prayer groups, we have several prayer groups. And if prayer is not our foundation, we're in trouble. We have one group, I don't know if you saw it today as they went across the stage, a Moms and Grandmas prayer group. And they pray for the children. And if you are not able to attend, I can guarantee you that if you will email the leaders and ask them to pray for your children and grandchildren, they'll do it. But we have prayer groups for for you to join to help, help pray over the needs of the church and in the community as well. But this is why we do connection groups. And that's why we have them here at the bridge. They're for you. They're to help you. See, it also helps, a connection group ministry also helps the church to feel small. Your church can grow and have thousands and thousands of people in it. But if they have an effective small group ministry, the size of the church won't matter to you. Because you're connected in a small group, so you'll see people you know. You know, it, it always baffles me when I hear people say, well, I don't like large churches. I only want to go to a, a small church, a very small church. I don't think they understand that what they're actually saying is, I want to be part of a small group. But in their mind, they think it has to be a small church. But what happens when that church starts growing? Because that's what churches are supposed to do. Because the people in the church are supposed to invite their friends and neighbors and family. So what happens when that church grows? Do you leave? Because you want to find another small church? And then you leave and find another small church. And then that church starts to grow. Because that's what a church is supposed to do. So it doesn't matter the size of the church. What matters is if you get involved into a small group, that's what's matter. And that's why we have connection groups. Pastor Greg and I have been in ministry over 30, oh my goodness, 38 years. It's been a long time. And we have seen a lot of Christians stumble in their walk with the Lord because they don't get involved in a small community, a small group in their church over and over. See, a lot of Christians just want to come to church on Sunday morning. But you know what? You cannot have authentic relationships with just people in the church on Sunday morning. This is where we come together to worship together and, 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 to, and to hear the word and, and to apply it to our lives and... This is, where, this is where this is, but I can't have, I can't have, I'm looking for a volunteer, I can't have Brian pray for me from up here for me to yell to Brian, Brian, I need you to pray for me. Or Brian to yell up here, Pastor Lisa, pray for me. See, you'd all think we were crazy. In fact, it would scare me to death if Brian came up, started yelling, right? I would say ushers, please go sit by Brian. Right? So, see, you can't do that in in a large setting like this. And it doesn't matter what type of group that you're in. It can be the serving group, the ushers. I've seen the ushers pray for one another, I've seen the cafe ministry pray for one another. It doesn't matter the type. What matters is your style. What do you like? That's why we have so many. What's your style? But what happens is, is for a lot of people, it will look like this. They accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and then they try to walk that straight line to be more like Jesus, and it's like they're trying to walk on a tightrope. They don't want anybody to help them. They don't want to ask for help, and they're embarrassed to let anyone know that they're struggling. So they get on that tightrope, All by themselves. There's no one to help them. And then life happens. And chaos happens. And then they fall off. And then they blame the church. They blame God. And they blame scripture that this doesn't work. This life doesn't work. And then they'll do it again. Over and over and over. And they just think, if I just pray more. If I just read the word more. Then then I can get back on that tightrope and I can I can walk straight to to be a follower of Christ and to be more like Jesus. And then what happens? Life happens and they they just continually go in that cycle. But God didn't create us that way. He created us to need one another. I need you. I hope you need me. But we need one another, and that's how God created us. And a lot of people, the reason they don't ask for help is because they're embarrassed. Look at your neighbor and say, stop being embarrassed. If you need help, ask. You know, because we all get embarrassed. We embarrass ourselves. I embarrass myself all the time. So much so that my children will send me texts sometimes of things they remember that I have done. But you know what? Last weekend, see, I am going through classes right now to become an ordained assembly of God minister. So I am taking these classes. And Saturday, we had class. We get the book and we get like 50-some questions that you have to answer prior to the class. And right now, it's all by Zoom. Uh, So we had class Saturday. And there's about 10 to 12 other pastors who are going through the ordination process to be ordained. So the instructor, they call on each, each one, and, and we answer questions, and we go through the questions. So I had got called on four times for, to answer questions. Do you know I missed two of them? Do you know how embarrassing it is to miss questions in front of a whole bunch of pastors? And do you know those were the only two questions I missed over the whole thing? And they had to call on me for those that I that I missed. I missed two questions. I was I was embarrassed. And then you know what happened? The instructor said, well now that Lisa's missed the, those questions, let's go into the book and find the right answer. <laughs> I was like, great, thank you so much. <laughs> but but you know what happened? See I really wasn't too embarrassed because what happened was they got to the the instructor got to let me know and anyone else that may have missed that question what the right answer was and why. So guess what, when I took the test, guess what? I got those questions right, right? So there, So see, it's, it's part of learning. You know, we let the devil play in our mind about when we get embarrassed. Oh my gosh, I've been so embarrassed, no one will, will wanna talk to me or they'll laugh at me. I have learned to laugh at myself so that if anyone else wants to laugh with me, it's okay, Right? right? So stop being embarrassed, stop it, stop trying to do life with, by yourself, just stop it because we were we weren't made that way. So stop trying to be something you weren't created to be. We need one another and it is very difficult, if not impossible. To be transformed by the renewing of your mind without the help of other believers. See, the Christian faith was never intended to be to do alone, and that's why we have the Connection Group Ministry. And we're intentional and probably drive you crazy about trying to get you involved and to join one because we need you. So I know you're asking the next question is, what will a connection group do for me? If I join a connection group, what's it going to do for me? It actually will help you understand who God is. It'll help you understand his character, who God is, his character, his love for you. A lot of people need healing to know that that God loves them, that God still loves them. A lot of people need to to feel that. You can feel the love of God. It also will help you to understand who you are. When you get to know God, you'll get to know yourself. And also it'll help you apply God's word to your life. Learning scripture, being a Bible, Bible scholar and not applying, you, applying it to your life is meaningless. I mean, how about people who keep going to school, let's say in business management, and they keep getting degrees and degrees in business and take classes and classes in business but never open a business? What, what is that? How does that even help? I mean, what would you say to that person? You don't even know how to run a business. Oh, but I've taken all the classes, but you've never started one. You, you, you aren't in business, right? It, it would be futile. See, we have to put apply God's word to our life so that we know that it's the truth. You know God's word. There is something so exciting about learning God's word, reading God's word, applying it to your life, and it works. It, it's amazing. It'll shock you. that the the Bible works. And it also will help provide healing and friendships, because we all need friends. It'll help with healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You know, emotional healing sometimes is very difficult. And Celebrate Recovery helps with that as well. And do you know if you do not get emotional healing for maybe some crisis or things in your life that had happened to you, you will take those, that anger and that frustration and you'll put it in another relationship and you'll sabotage that relationship. So if you're here today and you say, I have no friends, I seem to sabotage them, I would say get into a connection group and get healing. Because healing brings restoration. Restoration, it helps us to to learn more about God and to trust him again. It's almost funny to say that a lot of Christians don't trust God. But they don't. But it'll help you to trust God again, help you to trust others. People are very authentic in the small groups. It's kind of hard to do that here sometimes in a large group. And it's also a way to honor others. By you signing up and showing up, you're actually honoring the Connection Group leader. And also provides accountability. We all need accountability. I don't care who you are in this room. You need to be accountable to somebody. So, So I ask you, who's looking for you? And who are you looking for? If you just come to church on Sunday morning and then run out the doors and say, no one talked to me, my question would be, well, who'd you talk to? And did you hang around for people to talk to you? Or do you just run out the doors as soon as church was over? I know it's hard. I know it's difficult, but you can do it. You can meet other people. I mean, who's got your back and whose back do you have? If we don't know that you're here and if others don't know that you're here, How can they find out and ask you how you're doing? You know, I love the worship team because they always have each other's back. You may not know it, but they have each other's back. Sometimes when things maybe aren't going right, you don't even know it because they have each other's back. And that's because they have a great leader like Pastor Malik, but they have each other's back. And it shows that they have each other's back because you don't see what's going on and what happened. Who's got your back? Who's going to cover you? The goal, again, as at the beginning of my message, I said I was going to talk about connecting to one another. And the goal of a follower of Christ should be to become more like him. And my question again is how are you going to get there? What's the plan? Because we read in Habakkuk 2.2 2 about the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. So if the goal is to become more like Christ, how are you going to get there? What's the plan? It is not unspiritual. Say, it is not unspiritual. Is not unspiritual. <laughs> to have a focused plan. So you can thrive on your journey for Christ and you can become more like him. It's not unspiritual. We need a plan. We need to know how to step forward in faith and to learn. And to, and to discern. And to put God's, God's word and apply it to our lives. And have others help us if we, if we see God's word in, in, a, in a wrong way. Or we're interpreting it wrong. Don't you want to know that? I mean, we need, that's why we need connection groups. That's why you need to be in a connection group. That's why I, I am so um, passionate about connection groups because I know the connection group is your answer. If you came to church today and say, God, I need an answer from you, this is it. This is your answer to get involved in a connection group because that's where healing and training takes place. This is it. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So you can be confident that when you accept Christ as your savior, there is a spiritual journey that God puts you on, all of us, and we continue in that journey the rest of our lives. Because we all need to continually learn and grow and disciple and help others. Because once you stop growing, then you s- to stop being a disciple of Christ. And, and we are put here on, in the ministries of the connection groups to care for one another. There are over 50 scriptures in the Bible about care and about one another. Care for one another, pray for one another, instruct one another carry each other's burdens. You cannot do that by yourself. And, and care comes from a place within the heart that we want to serve and care for others. And it's difficult to care for others if they don't know you. And it's hard to take care if you don't know them. An example would be if someone showed up on your front door and knocked on the door and said, hi, I'm so-and-so, I made you some cookies. If you don't know who they are, you might take the cookies to be nice, but they are going straight to the trash (laughs) because you don't know them. But if somebody knows, if you know them and they know you, you're more than happy to take that plate of cookies. So we want to get to know you so that we can care for you. Last week, Pastor Greg talked about the difference between a convert and a disciple. And this was the definition that he gave. A convert is a person who has made an initial confession of faith in Jesus. They have begun to run the race marked out for us. And a disciple is a person who is in a relational learning journey with Jesus, which we call a follower of Christ, And they are running with perseverance the race marked out for us. So he gave the description, the difference between a convert and a disciple. So I made a template for you today to look at what a plan would look like for a convert. This is just a template. This is not something that you would need to follow step one, two, three, four, five, six, but it just is to give you give you some idea of what that would look like for a new convert, or if you've rededicated your life to the Lord, if you've been the person on the tightrope, and it's time to get back on, it's time to get involved instead of just getting on the tightrope. This might help you as well. Also, if you have never been shown a clear pathway, you accepted Christ maybe years ago, but no one ever really discipled you or helped you. This might help you as well. But this is what a template might look like for you to grow in your spiritual journey. And the bullseye is to be more like Christ. So what's the plan? How are you going to get there? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to show you right now. So number one, the first step would be to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. That would be the first step. So where do you go from there to get closer to God and to become more like Christ? Well, you might try following Jesus' curriculum. That's why we have it. Those that accept the Lord as you leave, the the following Jesus bags are at the door that you can take. It's to help you begin your journey, your faith journey with the Lord and why and what it means to accept Christ as your Savior. And then the next step could be to attend church regularly and begin a devotional life. We offer on Facebook a devotional group called Devotions with Becky at the Bridge Community Church. She posts a devotional every day. All you gotta do is go in and ask to join. If you need help starting a devotional life, that's where I would get started if I was you. It'll help you. It's for training. It's to help you. She does a prayer. You, you can click on it and say something if you want. Or you can be anonymous. You don't have to say anything at all. But that's why we have devotions with Becky, to help you. Growth track, as I w- as, uh, was on the announcements today. Growth track is there for you to learn more about the bridge, what we believe, and why we believe it. The things of God? What's it? What sanctification means? What justification means? What's it mean? How, how do I become more of a Christ follower? How do I get involved? How can I meet people? See, you can meet others by serving or attending a connection group. The best way to meet new people, or to, if you're new, And to meet people, and for those of you who've been coming for some time and you see so many new faces, the best group for you to join would be greeters. You will meet so many people because you're greeting everybody as you come through. You know, when Pastor Greg and I first moved here almost nine years ago, um, and before I became the Connection Group pastor, I, I went right to the doors and started Greeting with the greeters. I mean, who's going to kick out the pastor's wife, right? You're not supposed to greet here, but that's how I met so many of you, was by greeting at the, at the greeters, at the doors. So be a greeter if you want to meet people, or join us a, a small group, a fellowship group, but start meeting people. Start meeting people, because those people in there need you and you'll need them you know seek out a connection group that specializes in an immediate need and like i said earlier about connect, or about um, celebrate recovery we also offer financial peace that's that's an immediate need so this template is not that you have to follow this step by step because everyone grows and processes on their journey differently but this is just this is just a template to help you, to consider what that's going to look like. How are you going to grow? How are you going to become more like Christ? So that's for the convert. I did another template um, for a disciple, which is a follower of Christ, a learner of Christ. And number one would be maybe to learn more about the bridge and take growth track. That's where you can ask questions, get involved, see what all the connection groups are and who to contact for maybe a ministry that you would like to be involved in. The next would be to join a connection group, which I mentioned, learning, serving, hope and prayer, fellowship, community outreach. They all meet at different times and they all have different schedules. Some meet once a month, some meet every other month, some meet once a week, some meet every other week and different times during the day, the morning, the evening, Because we know people's schedules are different. And your interests are different. That's why we have so many connection groups. But I will tell you a a secret. There really aren't enough connection groups. There aren't enough. We still need more. And then next is a way to maybe discover your spiritual gifts. Everyone in this room has a spiritual gift. God has a spiritual gift for you. And through connection groups, you you can use your spiritual gift and you can develop your spiritual gift. Because we can't do spiritual gifts, all the spiritual gifts that are in the scripture during Sunday morning service. Because it would be chaos. But in a small group, in a connection group, you can learn more about your giftings. And you might say, but I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Well, that's why Pastor Greg teaches network where you can discover what your spiritual gift is. Serve. Because once you find out your spiritual gift, God calls you to serve. Because God's got a job for you. God God has a job for every one of us. God has a purpose and a plan. And this is part of his plan. Every one of us has a purpose. To be used by God the spiritual giftings that it gives us and you will not be satisfied and you will not be full of joy until you find out what your gift is and that you put that gift into practice and use that gift because it's amazing when you use your giftings you can always tell somebody that's using using a gift maybe that's not theirs because they're not happy or excited about it Right? They're just doing it because somebody threw them in there to do it. Right? Well, we don't do that. We want you to find your spiritual gift because God wants to work in your life and through your life to help someone else. So you've got to do the homework. You've got to learn what that spiritual gift is. You've got to cultivate that spiritual gift. And that's what connection groups are here to help you with so that you don't embarrass yourself. next you might want to lead or co-lead a group or join a bridge team which is our canteen unit is a bridge team the usher team like I said before but you don't have to lead or co-lead you could just help a group to minister and to serve or if you have the gift of hospitality why don't you host a group you don't have to be the leader you could just host a group And then also multiply. See, Jesus called us to make disciples. So learn something new so that you can teach others. We are to be discipled and to be his disciples so that we can teach each other something. Don't you love to learn something new and then be able to share that with somebody? Also, you may have gone through something in your life. And God has worked with you and you've gotten through it. And then you might meet somebody that's going through the same thing that you did. And it's a way for you to minister to them, to disciple them. Stop making discipleship like it's this tough, hard thing. All, you get, all it is is conversation. It's just telling people what God's done for you. You don't have to know all the scriptures, like I said before. It's Bible scholars, I mean, if you don't apply it to your life, then then what good is it? I know a lot of people who are Bible scholars who are not followers of Christ. They have the knowledge, but they haven't applied it. So they don't even believe in God. I mean, it's an amazing thing to even think that that is possible. But that is possible. Now I'm getting ready to share my last point. But what I'm about to say is not my last point. So I don't want you to all get ready to go. (laughs) As you leave, I have these templates for you if you would like to have one. They're they're blank. It just says, uh, my spiritual journey, my plan for my spiritual journey. If you would like to have one, just take one as you leave. If you need help putting together a spiritual plan, ask. Ask. Don't, don't. Don't just sit back and not, and not ask and, and then just worry about why you're not doing anything for God and why you're not growing and is God real? Ask, because we are there to help you. I'm there to help you, and I will walk you through a plan for your life, for your spiritual journey. My last point is, what can I do for a connection group? Know this, you can participate in discipling and helping others through their faith journey. There's a part of your faith journey and walk with the Lord that will not grow and will not develop unless you help somebody through their journey. So you can participate and help. It does not matter. If you are new in the faith or you've been serving God for over 60 years, I love new converts because they make you have to be sharp on your feet because they're going to ask questions and and they're so fun and I, I just love helping them with their faith. New converts. So Jesus says to make disciples. And in Matthew 28, 19 through 20, he says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. There again, Jesus says, apply the word to your life. Teach it. Just don't learn it. Teach it. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then as I close this sermon series, see, my prayer for us, and I, when I say us, I mean the Bridge Community Church, my prayer for us is to do the homework. It's to, it's to go and, and, and be healed so you can help others heal. And it's to connect you to God and help others connect to God. It's connect you to one another and to help others connect to one another. It's connect you to the community and help others to connect to the community. community, So that we can be the repairer of the broken walls in our culture. Isaiah 58.12, read this with me. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restore of streets with dwellings, do the homework, grab one of those um, templates and, and fill it out to help you with your spiritual journey. If you're here today and you say, you know, I really don't know how to share my faith. I have extra books at the Welcome Center that are following Jesus This is what we give to new converts, take one. It'll help you share your faith. It'll help you with the questions that they'll be asking. We also have a new connection group called Ignite Your Faith. It'll teach you about faith and maybe about the hard questions that people are asking. It'll help you to learn. And and that's what the connection group ministry is, is to help you to learn So that you can serve and you can teach others and bring healing to others. Amen? Amen. Please stand with me, please. And let's pray. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for who you are that we can draw close to you how amazing that is and I thank you for that because you want us to you want us to be like you help us as a church to rebuild the ancient ruins raise up the old age foundations god that we would raise up the godly moral foundations in our community and in our homes so that we can be restorer of streets with dwellings Anoint this church to lead in that area, in our church, and in our community, and in our nation. God, let us go forth to be the repairer of broken walls. In the name of Jesus, amen.